0: Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall. And as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers are dealing with another re injury. Kevin Hayes, it came out on Monday that he did, in fact, suffer a re injury. He obviously was in his second game back from abdominal surgery last Tuesday in the team's 2-1 overtime win over the Flames. He had that injury scare in the second period. He left the ice, but he did come back in the third period. He practiced the next day. He even had a brief skate in the morning on Thursday before the team's game, but he then missed that game, missed another one, and it comes out on Monday, today, that he had a re-injury, and he's going to be week to week. That is the second re-injury for the Flyers. They had Ryan Ellis suffer the a, a re-injury as well. When he returned from his absence, they have had no luck in that regard. Joe, how do the Flyers move forward in your mind without Kevin Hayes for now?
1: Well, I, I'll, I'll say this: Derek Brassard has far outperformed what I think any of us thought when he when he first signed with his team. I mean, we had talks in the summer on this podcast about he, how he would be a fourth-line player. Um, so not only is he filled in, he's filled in admirably. That said, there's an interesting thing, and, and and Scott Hartnell brought this up in the newsroom during a few games, and you know Al Morgani as well, and sort of this beginning part of the season, the guys in their 30s look really good, but then the wear and tear catches up to the veterans – quicker than it does the younger guys. Mm -hmm. Broussard would be one of those guys. Now, that's not a guarantee that it happens, but, you know, I mean, can we expect Derek Broussard to play this way all season? Probably not. Um, I mean, he's a good player. He's played for a lot of winning teams, a lot of playoff teams, but I don't think that he can, you know, keep up this, this case for the entire season. Um, and I just think that this hurts their depth and it hurts, it hurts their. The Ellis injury hurts their power play. The Hayes injury hurts the second power play unit. Um, the Hayes injury really k- hurts them on the penalty kill. But I think the number one thing is depth. And with these two particular injuries, um, of course we don't know, but if you're talking about the re injury type of thing, um, the first thing that comes to my mind, and of course we haven't been given detail. I'm not a doctor, but the, the thing that comes to my mind is that's not getting fixed without another surgery. Um, and one thing I do know is hips and abdominal areas don't get better by playing hockey. So you, you figure either they're going to need another surgery or they're going to need a ton of rest, which means they will not be in shape to play. And, um, I don't know. It's hard not to be pessimistic and think that, you know, both of these guys are going to miss the majority of this season. Um, Of course, we haven't been given that detail, and I'm not looking to, you know, be the Debbie Downer here, but those particular injuries are not injuries that just go away. It's not a – I mean, (laughs) it's bad – it's not a broken bone. Like, you, right, you, like, break a bone – it, you get a cast on, it gets fixed, you get back into shape. Yeah. These are sort of these injuries that linger and, you know, depending on the severity, some don't go away without surgery. So I never like hearing re-injury. Um But, you know, we all saw that fall from Hayes in that game last week, and uh, I think all of us thought the same exact thing when we saw it. And, you know, it – Kind of like what we thought has now come to fruition, and that is certainly not good news for this team.
0: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only 14.95 at Bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. If there was any good omen on the Hayes' status was that he did come back and play in that third period.
1: Yeah, Jordan, actually, uh, you know what? I, that was part of the point I wanted to make, too. Yeah. You almost start to wonder did the coming back part make this worse? Did the practicing the next day, you know, it's, it's, I mean, conventional wisdom would tell you this was going to, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen anyway, because that awkward fall is the reason it happened. Um, but it is an interesting circumstance that he came back and played, because um, I know that night um, I remember reading your tweets and sort of us talking in the newsroom, and it was not. I mean, we all just assumed he was out for the game at minimum, and then when he came back, it's like, oh, wait a second, he's back, and we were all surprised. So you know, it, it is an interesting circumstance with him having come back to came back in that game and. Being out with that optional skate the next day. I mean, it was an optional skate. It's not like it was a full-blown practice or anything like that. So, you know, very, very interesting circumstance and unfortunate one for the Flyers.
0: Indeed, uh, with with Kevin Hayes, it, it was confounding because he did come back in the third period. He did practice in full the next day, and then the following day, he's out there for an optional skate. He did leave a little bit before some of the other players did leave from that skate. But he was out there, and he looked fine. He left harmlessly. It didn't look like anything happened uh, unexpectedly that had to force him off the ice. So it tells me that it wasn't as serious, the fact that he was able to come back and play, practice. But maybe there was something there lingering. Maybe they looked at it. They did further evaluation. They realized, hey, we we can make this much better for the long run than – you playing through it now. Get it right now. You know, we're not even into December yet. Get it right now and make sure these two key players are back for the long run or at least back for the critical parts of the season where the playoff race heats up. For me, I think Ryan Ellis could be back maybe sometime around January 1st. That certainly lines up with his four- to six-week absence. With Kevin Hayes being a week-to-week, it could be a month. It could be a little longer. But again, he could be back, you know, sometime in December or before the calendar flips to 2022, where the games really, really start to heat up and the Flyers are going to need those two pieces. Uh, But it was a confusing thing altogether, given how it transpired into now him being out week to week. Uh, But two important players, nonetheless. Joe, how do you think they uh, replace Kevin Hayes uh, moving forward? We know they're going to use Nick Seeler to really replace Ryan Ellis for now. Uh, With Kevin Hayes, I think there's still some moving parts.
1: Yeah, so um, one thing you you mentioned there struck me a little bit, the the long haul, the long run. What is the long run? That's, I think, the number one question. Is the long run later in his contract, meaning years down the road, or is it like a couple months from now? And I think that's the big question that we're not going to get an answer to, obviously, but I think that's the big question. Um you know, in terms of replacing Ryan Ellis, I would like to see now that you know it's going to be an extended period of games. I would like to see Cam York. I really would. Um, I'm not saying Nick Sealer hasn't filled in uh, and done so admirably in most of the games he's played, but um, I think we know what Nick Sealer is. He's he's a fill in guy, one of probably a third pair, and. I, I would like to see York. The fact that he'll be able to play every game, I think it's a good opportunity to get a look at him, a bigger look than they got at the end of last season, and you know try him out with a couple of guys, see, see you know and see what he can do. Um, because really, in in the way in, in this league and in on sports now, guys learn on the job. Guys in the NFL, quarterbacks learn by playing. They don't learn by watching or playing at a lower level. That just doesn't happen. So I'd like to see Cam York come up. In terms of replacing Kevin Hayes, I talked a little bit about Derek Broussard at the top of this podcast. You know, how long can we expect him to keep up the way he's been playing? I don't know. Um, And, you know, you've seen recently, a particular last game, the Flyers with Oscar Lindblom on the power play, you you get the feeling they're trying to get him – Jump started, And maybe that can, that they can push him up the lineup a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you'll always have the Scott Lawton is the Swiss army knife of this team. He can play anywhere from the second to the fourth line wing or center. So, you know, when needed, you know, Scott's going to be there. Um, so I think that is the collection of guys. Um, you know, I, I don't think they have, uh, a forward that's ready to, 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 to come up with this team and really make a difference. Um, and I think they'll just have to go with the guys that they have right now, um, you know, until they figure out what the severity of this Kevin Hayes situation is. Uh, or maybe they already know. We certainly don't know. So, you know, that's, uh, that's where it is. But I don't like – I feel like the more you play the guys like um, Millman and these sort of guys are are guys that are not really here for the long haul. And I'm not sure in an extended period of time that that's what you want to do. Like I think you'd want to – if you're bringing a guy up, I think you want to bring a guy up that you see playing the next 20 games rather than this guy one game, let's try this guy another game. We saw a lot of that stuff going on last year, and I don't think that's good for the consistency of a team that believes they have playoff aspirations. You don't want guys in and out of the lineup, up and down from the Phantoms. I don't think you want all of that stuff going on with a team. You need consistency or at least some semi-consistency within your lineup.
0: Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and defensive needs. Joe, for me, with the Kevin Hayes absence, I think that really sounds the alarm for Morgan Frost. I just think it's time. A lot of hockey folks really evaluate in 10 to 15 games. That's how they evaluate things. And you look at the Flyers, they're scoring 1.80 goals per game in their last 10 games. Morgan Frost has 13 points in his last 10 games at Lehigh Valley. So you, here's the prospect that's doing what you want from him. He's playing well. He's putting up points. He's producing goals. He's even scoring some goals. He's got three goals, 10 assists to make up those 13 points. And then you have your team that's just in need of an ejection of offense. They need offense. Um, and the Flyers are preventing goals. They're not having a problem really preventing goals. They've been in a lot of tight, low-scoring games So I think you can take a little bit of a hit in your goal prevention efforts by bringing up an offensive-minded guy like Morgan Frost for the purpose of boosting your offensive numbers. Uh, Because the Flyers are really struggling to put the puck in the net. And it's been about 10 10 to 11 games now where they've struggled to score. And that's a large enough sample size for me to really think, bring up Morgan Frost. Especially if you know Hayes is going to be out at least a week, maybe two weeks, maybe closer to a month. I'm with you. I don't think Max. I have nothing against Max Willman, but he he's on an emergency loan right now. I think he's here as a placeholder. If you're thinking big picture, you know, one to two weeks to three weeks, get Morgan Frost up here and see if he can give you some offense uh, because he's producing it now, right now, down in Lehigh Valley. So I, I really think that his absence is going to bring Morgan Frost to the Flyers very soon, sooner rather than later. As for defense. I think they are, they're okay to get by with Nick Steeler right now. But I'm with you, Joe. If El, if Ellis is out until January or really late December, and if Cam York starts producing and he's starting to build confidence down in Lehigh Valley, um, I wouldn't hate seeing Cam York. But I want to make sure Cam York's right, and I want to make sure the Flyers are in a spot where they really need him. Uh, if they can get by with really what they have with Nick Steeler playing solid in low minutes, Keith Yandel not hurting them, playing solid in in lower minutes um, and they're getting enough contributions on the power play. uh, I think they could get by, but those are two guys certainly to keep an eye on Cam York and Morgan Frost.
1: Yeah. And you know, Morgan Frost would fit into the category that I was kind of talking about. Um, Wilman is an emergency. Like you said, his, his future is not necessarily with the Flyers. Everyone would agree that Morgan Frost, ideally his future is a top, six forward with the Flyers for many years to come. And now you can get a big sample size. And quite frankly, this could be huge for Frost's mindset because of course, I think everyone was disappointed with him in training camp. Um, We all wanted to see him make a push for this team. He did not do that. Um, You know, and I think this is his opportunity. And when you bring him up, you're bringing him up and you're saying, okay, you're going to play the next 15 or 20 games and we're going to see what you're all about here. It's not going to be like, okay, you can play two games and if you don't score, then we're bringing somebody else up and we're putting him in. That's the kind of stuff I don't think the Flyers can afford to get into. I think it, Frost the guy is the guy. I don't really think there's a close second um, choice in terms of that type of guy yeah. right now. And I, I agree with you. It has to be – if it's going to be a fill-in forward, it, it's got to be a guy that eventually is not going to be a fill-in. And I think that guy right now has to be Frost.
0: Joe, you make an excellent point, too, that when Frost comes up here, if he does play, he'll he'll get a solid chunk of games. You notice he, he started slow with the Phantoms. He didn't start real hot, nor did the team. And then he started coming along. And like that's probably that's a that's a player that needs some time. he he he's coming off a serious shoulder injury. He hadn't played a lot of pro hockey period because of it, including uh, the coronavirus pandemic and what that did for prospects in hockey. But he's starting to come along because he's getting just a chance to play games. and if if he comes up, he'll have a chance to play games. It won't be sink or swim real fast. Uh, they'll give him some time before Kevin Hayes gets back. So I just think they're gonna need him. There's so much to explore in Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Montgomery County is composed of charming towns and Main streets, each with its own personality, style, and unique vibe. Whether you are looking to get away with family or enjoy a special trip with friends, leave behind the stress of planning and and use our guide to find some of the most amazing things to do. Explore which town and Main Street suits you best or visit them all. Visit makeitmainstreet.com to plan your getaway today. Joe, the Flyers have really had a tough schedule. This November schedule has not been easy. It's not getting easier this week, uh, and it really is challenging the full length of the month going into December. But they're staying afloat. They are eight-five and three entering this week. But Joe, do you worry where they? Do you worry about where they could be come late December, January, with these absences? I'd be lying if I said I'm not worried about. Where they could be but boy if they could stay afloat and then get ellis and hayes back i really like their chances down the stretch
1: yeah i i would say the division is absolutely a concern because again i think you and i talked about it i know Taryn and i have talked about it it's been a topic on pre uh pre and post game um when you look up and down this metro division what is the team where you go that is definitely not a playoff team i would argue that maybe columbus But I don't, even the teams that you thought were going to be the worst teams in the division are all playing way better than what we anticipated. And, you know, we know teams like the Rangers and the Devils. They have a lot of youth, a lot of up and coming talent, some of it in goal, um, which is a scary prospect because the Flyers aren't the only one with young goaltenders in this division, um. So, I, I the division is it's a scarier prospect than if the Flyers were maybe in the Atlantic, or I mean, either of the Western Conference divisions. This division, there's not really any nights off, um, you know. But I will say this: outside of Arizona, the Flyers haven't really played any of these sort of like uh, layup games. They haven't played some of the bottom feeders of the league. And I'll tell you what, they played Arizona and I'll say, I think that Arizona team gave the flyers one of the tougher fights of the season that night. And, um, you know, so I, it is tough. And with these injury challenges, I don't think any night is a night where you just put the skates on and count the two points before you play the game. Um, and in particular, I mean, you look at what they have coming up the, this week, Tampa and Florida, Two of the best teams in the NHL back-to-back. You have Carolina, another one of the best teams in the NHL, who the Flyers beat. So you know they're going to come in here on Friday, um, the day after Thanksgiving, and they're going to be ready. Um, they're going to be ready for some payback. Um, you know, I'm sure Rod Brindamore has a little extra motivation every time he comes to Philadelphia, of course. Yeah. So, you know, these – this is a it, it is a it is a rough stretch. It's a brutal stretch, and the division they're in makes this very challenging. So again, like you said, if I would be lying if I said I was not concerned where they're going to be when they start to get healthier. Like, will it be too late? Um, now, with the amount of teams that make the playoffs, too late is a is a big statement with sixteen teams making the playoffs. Um, but. This division, I mean, you look up and down and find me the weak spot. I dare you, because it's uh, it's not an easy task to find find uh, the the layups or the cupcakes in this division.
0: The bottom two teams in the division are the Islanders and Penguins. And let's yeah. be honest, they're all they're, those teams are going to be there. They're going right. to be there. As well. the,
1: and the Islanders aren't playing well. They got booed off their home ice in their first game. Or yeah, second game, second game on their home ice. Last night they got booed off their own ice. Yeah. That team's coached by Barry Trotz. Right. Um Barry Trotz teams don't go away. Nope. And you know, Pittsburgh hasn't been healthy this year. So, you know, to to, to think that they're gonna stay at the bottom with Crosby and you know, eventually they'll get Malkin back, we think. Um Brian Russ just recently came back for them. So you know that team's going to start making some noise. Like I said, outside of Columbus, I'm not really looking at any team in this division as a uh, uh, anything close to a pushover. No,
0: nope. you're right, Barry Trotz. Like I'd be shocked that Barry Trotz doesn't get this team right and get the Islanders going uh, when it matters most. I'd be also shocked that the Penguins don't get healthy and Mike Sullivan doesn't get them playing the way we're accustomed to seeing them play. So two of the bottom teams in the division are going to be climbing uh, and they're going to be nipping at the Flyers' heels. Joe, I think two overarching themes for me that makes me believe the Flyers can be okay during this time is, one, they're getting outstanding goaltending, and I don't see any reason why that can't continue. I think Carter Hart is confident, and he's himself again, and Martin Jones, I think, is a very solid backup uh, that's playing better with less, with less starts. And more practice time. So I think their goaltending is going to be there. And two, they're preventing goals again. They're back to looking like a team that can prevent goals by playing very sound hockey in the defensive zone, uh, being back to Vignos, kind of push the attack, pin you in the offensive zone type of hockey. So I think they, that style of play gives you a chance. It gives you a chance to win 2 1 games, it gives you a chance to win 3 2 games, low scoring games. If they, were, if they were allowing goals at an alarming rate like they were last year, then I'd be really concerned. But they're preventing goals, and I do think they can start to score some goals uh, to keep them afloat and really be ready to go when divisional play really heats up in, when the calendar flips to 2022. So if they can just get by and keep, and, and keep the goals down uh, against, I think they'll be okay, uh, but it will be key to get Ryan Ellis back healthy and get Kevin Hayes back healthy and be in a decent position when they come back. And that's when divisional play picks up, and that's when the games really, really matter.
1: Yeah, I will say this. The way that the NHL does the schedule now with backloading the division games, that's what you have to keep your eye on because there's, there will be ample opportunities for those four-point games, the swings, in the second part of the season. Um, the flyers, the, the flyers along with every other team will have that big Olympic break in February, which yeah. can be a get healthy type of thing. I mean, um, I think Carter Hart will end up being with team Canada. Um, Provrov will probably end up playing with Russia, but I think the majority of the team will have time to rest, stay in shape, but get healthy. Um, so I think that's a, that's something you can look at. Of course, every team will have that as well, but, um. But the four-point games in the back end of the schedule, I think, are a real. Um, it really makes it so that you have to be really bad to be out of it. Yeah, And exactly. I think that's
0: the key. And that will be the key, I think, for the Flyers. Uh, they don't have to you know, blow the doors down the rest of the way. I don't think they're going to expect to be first or second in the Metropolitan Division without these two players right now. But if they can stay in the top four or in that area uh, and get these two key players back, they'll be in solid shape. Uh, I think it's still early. Uh, That's a cliche a lot, but it is still early. And I think that's why the Flyers are focused on getting these two guys healthy for when the season really, really ramps up. But Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Great chatting with you. Cannot wait to catch the games on NBC Sports Philadelphia and NBC Sports Philadelphia plus catch out, uh, catch pre and post game live produced by our very own Joe Fordyce. Joe, thanks as always a big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru and Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.